listening to the Click Track Podcast, a podcast about the music we love and what makes it tick. Hello, everybody. This is the third episode of the third season of the Click Track Podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about line and shape, continuing on our series of the elements of design. Hey everybody, welcome to Click Track. I'm Pete. And I'm Matt. And today we're going to carry on in our series of uh, looking at the elements of design. Love it. Love it. You know, before we get into the elements of design, uh, I just want to talk about one thing. And that one thing is Nirvana. Nirvana? Nirvana. Um, so this year, uh, actually kind of started before the new year, um, my stepdad was telling me about this fantastic... Um, sort of exercise regimen uh-huh. that you can fit into 28 minutes. And it's just, I mean, I'm sure you've all heard of this. It's interval training. You get on a bike, right? you pedal hard for four minutes, yep. then you take it easy for three, hard for four, easy for three, for 28 minutes. Yeah, You've been so doing that? I've been doing that three times a week. And yep. that's what they say is that if you do that three times a week, you're, you're, you're taking care of your heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a young man anymore. No. Not an old man. No. So today, yep. I was doing my interval training. And you reached, you achieved nirvana. No. You became one with the all. I reached for nirvana. Kurt Cobain's nirvana. Oh, okay. All right. During during your intervals. During my intervals. Uh And I got to tell you, the minutes just flew by. Uh Uh, It was never mind. And I was completely teleported back to my sophomore year of high school. 91. 91. Uh, yeah, that would have been my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Nevermind is a fantastic album. Yeah. And it, I mean, it it is one of those that holds up. The interesting thing about that album, you know, last week you were talking about your favorite record of the year. Um, two weeks ago, two episodes ago, yeah. you were talking about <laughs> your favorite album of the year. Yeah. And how she mentions whiskey in every song. Yeah. Now, it's, interesting. Uh, Sarah Shook. Sarah Shook. Yeah. So, Kurt Cobain yeah. talks about a gun in every oh, song really? on that record. He drops the word so, gun. So creepy. So freaking creepy. Yeah. But I, I didn't let that deter me. No. I kept going. I kept listening yeah. to uh, Nirvana Nevermind. And let me tell you, I got through those 28 minutes and just with like blazing glory. It was great. Wow. Yeah. Great story. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I'm going to listen to that tomorrow. Will you? Yeah. You're well, going to yeah. throw it in there? All right. I'll do the whole thing. All right. Front to back. Awesome. Uh, it's worth it. It's great. It's <clears throat> okay. Great. great. Well, hey, we're here to continue the uh, our little series on the elements of design. Elements of design are like these little bits of ways that you can look at um, usually visual art mm-hmm. um, and sort of deconstruct visual art. And um, today we're going to be looking at line and shape. Right. Right. And so line... I mean, the, kind of the most simplistic definition of line is like a line is what happens when you put a pen or a pencil down on a piece of paper and you move your arm and then you lift it up. And in the con, like in the course of that moving, 
you might have shaken your arm around and made some squiggly lines, or uh-huh. you might have pushed really hard and made a big fat line, or you right. might have like done it very delicately and made a, a light line. But the idea there is that it's this continuous stroke and uh, this continuous gesture, really, across a piece of paper. Sure. And so it's interesting, I think, to to kind of delve into what line might mean for how we think about music. And I'm just curious, Pete, kind of off the top here, like when you think about line in the context of music, where does your head go? Yeah, like to me, it could be like, um, I don't know, if I'm just shooting from the hip, mm-hmm. like I would say like, like if you, if you were listening to like heavy metal, mm-hmm. it would just be like a bunch of slash marks. Yeah, like, like it'd be like gun 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 gun, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and if it, but but if you think about like a lot of classical music, the line that the the, the music makes might might make you think of uh, uh, the line that a figure skater leaves on the on the ice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with their skates, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, in some ways, I guess we're talking about melody. Maybe so. Yeah, and and, and yeah. melody is kind of like a string of notes. They go mm-hmm. up and down, mm-hmm. and 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 sometimes they they flow well, and sometimes they don't. When it flows really well, and it's something that's catchy and memorable, that's like a really melodic. We you know we call that a tune. It's mm-hmm. melodic. You hum it during the day. Right? Sure. Yeah. I think you make a really good point. Like when I when I think of a melody, like when I think of a film score, or when I just like when I when there's a melody that sticks in my head, I I actually can kind of almost visually see the line that it traverses, you know, and it you know kind of goes up and down and spirals yeah. around and that sort of thing. And if you just think of musical notes, you would connect the dots. Totally, they would make a line. They would make a curvy line. Absolutely. Unless unless someone was singing like in monotone. Right. You know, if they were just kind of uh, da, 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 da. yeah. You know what well, I mean? Uh, you kind of sound like Bob Dylan there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we, well, perfect example. Right. And it's funny because we used him in our last episode. We used right. good old Bobby D. As as kind of our guinea pig in the last episode about elements of design, I mean he's kind of a good uh, he's kind of a good example in this one. Well, the dude's written so much music and so many different kinds of music that um, I think I I suspect that if we were to kind of go back to the beginning here mm-hmm. and restart the elements of design conversation, we could like just take the elements of design and apply them just to Bob Dylan's right. canon of sure. music. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so. With Bob Dylan, like a song that leaps to mind immediately is the Subterranean Homesick Blues. I mean, that is like the the delivery of that song is so monotonic. It's just like right, like totally. It's a straight line. It's a straight line. Yeah. is in the basement mixing up the medicine I'm on the pavement thinking about the government the man in a trench coat badge out laid off says he's got a bad cough wants to get it paid off look out kid it's something you did God knows when but you're doing it again you better duck down the alleyway okay now I don't want to sell Bob Dylan short by Uh kind of 
you know, putting him into this category yeah. of just being monotonic. Because people stereotype him, and they they do say that about yeah. him that he just kind of has that delivery of like, uh, nah, 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 nah. totally. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna kind of like contrast that with the girl from the North Country, and I think that that is a song that is that is beautifully melodic, and the way that the melody works in that song uh, is is very. Uh, it both invites us into the story, and and it also kind of gives Bob Dylan, the singer and the songwriter, like a, a fragility almost mm-hmm. that that we don't get uh, in the subterranean homesick blues, where he's like he's a little more world weary and and more uh, confident and more certain of himself. If you're traveling in the North Country fire. Where the winds hit heavy on the borderline Remember me to one who lives there For she once was a true love of mine And I gotta say, just from a pure emotional perspective, like, his, the melodic delivery of, of, his lyrics in that song totally pull me in and totally get me. Like, they hit me in the heart. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, some of that, to me, like, I visualize those notes, that line, right? We're mm-hmm. talking about line here, and we yeah. go, he goes up in the middle of the phrase, and then he kind of pitches on down at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes down. You, you can almost... Uh, is he is he sort of dropping his head as he sings it? Yeah. That makes that down. You know, you could yeah. kind of. Is there is there a disappointment at the end of the phrase? I mean, I gotta tell you, like I I, I really visualize like his voice almost takes on that like lonely, um, that lonely barbed wire fence on the edge of the land. You know what I mean? Like right. you, you know, he feel like his his love has left him in that place of disappointment. And, and kind of sadness and loneliness. Yeah, and, and in this song, I would argue that the line creates that. Yeah. The up and down movement that we imagine mm-hmm. actually creates that. Even if you don't speak English, mm-hmm. you kind of know what he's saying. Yeah, I think right? you're right. Yeah. Um, so so here, I'm just going to play devil's advocate, all right? <laughs> of course you are. Um, so so if, you, if, if you say that this, this one compared to... Bobby D's last one, which was a monotone. Mm-hmm. This melodic one speaks m- more to your heart. Yeah, I-, I know you're a big hip hop fan. So where does that leave like rap, which is mm. traditionally monotonic? I, that's a great question. I mean, uh, let me think about that for a minute. So, I mean, the the first person that I always go to when uh, kind of contemplating these questions is Kendrick, and uh, uh-huh. off his off his most recent record, uh, Damn. I mean, there are a bunch of great records. There are a bunch of great songs uh, on that record, but one one track for me that is actually really monotonic in his delivery is "Humble." Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances, but this a nigga with some counterfeits. But now I'm counting this Parmesan with my accountant lives. In fact, I'm down in this. You say with my boobay tastes like Kool Aid for the analyst. Girl, I can buy your wedding. Um, but the interesting thing I think about how humble works is that it has this but what it actually creates space for is that you the the impact of those lyrics 
and the impact of like the delivery of those words i mean the words are incredibly colorful and punchy and poppy and and it's so much more about like the shape of his mouth around those words Uh you know what i'm saying so so (laughs) yeah it's funny because you mentioned other elements of design as you were talking about that yeah so you said you said pop and Uh and punch yeah those 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 invoke movement right yeah and then you said color yeah right which is an element of design within itself that's true so maybe you're saying maybe what i hear you saying is when when there's a lack of one element of design, right, the other elements of design need to bring it up. Like if I've got a photo in yeah. black and white, sure, there's no color. Yep, right. Mm-hmm. So I better bring it mm-hmm. with with something else. Yeah. like I better have a nice line of sight, or yeah. or you you see absolutely. What I'm saying? No, I mean, and in fact, like you know, to that point, like when you remove one element, it gives other elements an opportunity to kind of shine, right? I, I mean, I think, um, like, I, I personally love shooting black and white photos because what what removing the color does is it allows you to focus on on the form, perhaps, or the contrast within that. And we're we're getting uh-huh. into all kinds yeah, of words here sure. of of the elements of design. But but I just want to say that, like, when you when you remove one element, you you immediately allow for the focus to travel to other things. Nice. If you go in snowflake storm When the rivers freeze and summer ends Please see she has a coat so warm To keep her from the howling winds Well, I think, uh, I think we should move on to shape. And so for me, when I think of shape, like in the visual art sense, yeah, it's sort of, you know, at the beginning of this episode, we talked about a line and it's where I put the pencil down and I keep moving it and then I lift it up. Right. What's and, shape? And with a shape, I put the pencil down, I start moving it around and then I connect that starting point. So mm-hmm. I've enclosed a space. Yeah. I've created... Um, you got a, a circle. A circle, a square, a rectangle, a, big, a crazy blob, yeah. you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And that, okay. that is that is a, a shape. All right, so what's the best way that what's the best way for us to talk about how we use shape when when listening to music? Um, I mean I think probably the easiest thing to do is just to, to pick some examples. Like, you know, do you have any do you have any music that um, that evokes a shape for you? Okay, let's well, yeah, I'll play you something. And okay. then you just you just tell me what shapes you think of. Okay. 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 All right. So this is um, Brian Eno's um, Lux album. This is just the first track off the Lux album. Okay. Brian Eno, Lux. So when I hear that piece of music, I get really enormous pastel triangles. 
I feel like each of those those little bell sounds is kind of like hitting a different corner of a triangle, and they get they kind of like vary in size. Different, like bing, bong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that actually like those notes kind of define. They feel like the, triangles. The, too. Yeah, they yeah. feel they define the exterior. Like one, two, three, and now I've got a shape. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. You said a color there too, but we'll get that to we, that. In a different, uh, we're gonna get to that in a different episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, buddy. How about you? What do you? Uh, what kind of shapes are you getting from old Brian Eno? I mean, uh, at the at the very least, well, I mean, maybe the best way to describe it. I don't necessarily think of this. I, I'm thinking of like um, ripples in a pond. Oh yeah. And each time that happens, kind of that shape of. I'm not thinking like of like water yeah. or a pond. Yeah. But I, I am thinking of like bing, and then it kind of going out from there. Concentric so I guess circles. like a circle yeah. that expands, like a moving yeah. circle. Oh, that's Which cool. also, we talked about movement on the last episode. Yeah. So I feel movement, I feel these like, the shapes aren't staying the same size. Right. The shapes, shapes are actually moving. They're expanding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I, I see it. I totally see what you're talking about. All right, Pete, give this a listen. This is uh, a little uh, a sample from... 2 plus 2 equals 5 by Radiohead. Well, I can hear these little tick, 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 and it's like sharp points. So I was, I was hearing those tick, 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 sharp points, and then like all of a sudden something hits you, and, I, and it felt like a big like cube of sound. Yeah. It's just like a big block like hit me from the side, um, and it was like a like a cube. Interesting. Yeah, and it was yeah. a rough cube. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't defined. It was, you know, maybe that's texture, but but yeah, it was you know a cube hit me. There's a thing going on there where you've got Tom York's voice going, and then you've got a really contrasting um, guitar riff, and then you've got a whole other like guitar line that's going, and then you've got the drums that are happening, and it is like it's multi-dimensional almost. I mean, yeah. it's like, but it, there's this like almost space in between all that sound that kind of has occupies a space or a shape you know sure. what i mean yeah and even his voice his voice is like thin to me right mm-hmm. which um has size or it has shape like mm-hmm. his voice is like a almost like an acute a series of an acute you know series of acute angles yeah, yeah they're yeah. kind of they're almost like the ticks it's kind of like eh, 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 uh, uh, tick 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 yeah. tick and um so i you know i think he has a very thin voice mm-hmm. And um, speaking of shape, like some some people have the opposite kind of voice. They have like round. They have the tone of their voice is very round. Mm, like mm. I grew up in a musical household, so my mom sang all the time, right? Mm. And my mom, my mom's classically trained. Whatever she has a degree in music, she is a singer, and her voice is very. It's very round. The tone of it is very round. I even have a record. The only recording I could find of her was. Um, it's a little out of her range. It's a little high, mm-hmm. but um, you can see, you can hear that the roundness in her tone. This is kind of this is me playing guitar. And my mom singing. I'll be your 
Toledo, dude. I I don't know that I've ever heard your mom sing before. She's got yeah. a gorgeous voice. Yeah, that's what that's. I grew up with that. Yeah, I can't sing a lick, so <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't know true. what happened. I'm hoping it, it skipped a generation to my kids, right? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know, I mean, kind of thinking again about this, like when we even when we get into like talking about like the waves of sound, right? We have we have like the the, the words that are used to describe those. We have like square waves. We have sawtooth waves. We have sine waves. You right, know, we're, yeah. we're talking about shapes there. We're talking about, I mean, it's kind of like, kind of a hybrid of line and shape, really, when you think about it. But like a sawtooth is like yeah. corners. It's like, you, and, you know. and that was part of my like music education. I took, I, you know, a lot of my college was music stuff. Mm-hmm. I took a lot of like electronic music classes. And you have to learn these things, uh, these different waveforms that, that the sort of tone a sound has mm-hmm. can be described in these different ways. And if you've ever seen those like green screens with those wavy lines that go all over it, those are those are um, ways of, you know, pictorially seeing sound waves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so like a sine wave mm-hmm. is this sort of pure tone, almost like when you whistle. Mm-hmm. It's represented by just like a, yeah, that's Matt whistling. And it's like a pure, like... A, a, a squiggly line that's that's just sort of like equally shaped curves. If you can imagine like a flat line and then a curve going equally above it and below it. Yeah, so it's these round shapes. Here's a sine wave. And a sawtooth wave, it looks the way you can imagine it. The shapes are pointy. The shapes are sharp in a yeah. sine wave. So so it kind of sounds raspy. Let's listen to a to a sample. I love that you use the word raspy to describe that sound. I I would never have thought of that word, but I actually think that that works pretty well. And now let's listen to a square wave, which sounds... The weird thing for me is that a square wave sounds a lot like an O or like like going through a tube, which is weird. But anyway, let's let's play it. Yeah, those are like the technical shape shape words for tone right yeah yeah well it's interesting because those those words actually are again they're describing visually what that what that wave looks like but they also kind of suggest a little bit about like the the actual sound as they hit your ear yeah yeah um well that's that's shape we did line we did shape yeah what do you want to do next time i think the next time we should talk about color Okay, that's like, a that's a yeah, big color. one. You even mentioned color earlier. I did, you yeah. said that that some of the shapes you heard were pastel. Yeah, right. And then you said that Kendrick Lamar uses color in his music. Yeah, and so um, and sort of like yeah. the, the 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 framing of his words. Sure. Yeah, and and uh, and space. Yeah, we'll the talk word. about perspective and space. Perspective and space kind of are hand in hand, right? I mean, yeah. like you can't really define space without having a perspective on it, mm-hmm. right? So we'll talk about color, perspective, and space. Great. Uh, Hey, see you next time, Matt. So long, Pete. All right, everybody. See you later. See you. The Click Track Podcast is made by Pete Gidlin and Matt Silas. 
If you like this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to check out the other music podcast we make. It's called The Musical Moment. <laughs>